Welcome to The Breaks Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. The I am your I'm host. sorry, suave-ass motherfucker. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? What's going on, ladies? <laughs> You're listening. You are listening to The Quiet Storm. Uh, what's, what's, going what's going on ladies and gentlemen this is the breaks radio i'm one of your hosts hey that asshole is the red wine connoisseur himself marquise what's going on bro same shit new day red wine <laughs> cup red cup red wine today we also got the great one baylor the greatest in the building what's going on baylor hey man don't matter what side you from no matter what coast or no matter what continent you gotta know who run dmc is you Absolutely. have to Absolutely. Did y'all see my tweet the other day where I said you can't call yourself a hip hop head if you don't know who Cool G Rap is and the young heads try to go in? You went viral? I didn't see that. I didn't see that. So it started off good. The first, the first like 10 comments were all people like, yeah, yeah, Cool cool G is, is amazing or whatever else and I have a conversation. And then about midway through the day, of course, here come the youngsters. But, but my question is, why do they, why is it when it comes to hip hop or even sports, why do they get offended? This is just as like this is like learning your black history that's what i'm saying that's in a different this in a different uh field like you gotta know your history before you start popping off to me motherfucker told me migos are a better rapper than cool g rap and i was like you know what i'm not even finna talk don't go don't we we gotta stop going back and forth with people like that you gotta tag me in bro you gotta put me in coach (laughs) put me in coach it's not but the thing is it don't even be worth it i literally be like you know what once people start saying shit like that i used to go back and forth to prove my point but then i started realizing like there's no saving niggas like that. you just gotta let them have it man you gotta let them live in the ignorance but 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 some of them not even look to be saved some of them out there truly trolling they are smart enough to know that if you if they throw out content like that somebody is gonna bite and then it's gonna start up a whole a whole thread. I'm learning that hip hop is, is starting to become a lot like politics. It's more about who's popular and it's not even a, an opinion, an individual opinion. It's more of a mass opinion. Mm. And they gotta be right because it's a collective oh no Drake's the greatest rapper alive because he got, you know, and the lady he got the ladies and everything. Yeah. So the argument about cool G rap and comparing that to the Migos, I mean Nas will tell you right away. <laughs> Kooji Rap is one of the people who inspired him. So think about that. Hey, well, to piggyback off of what you just said, though, I think I think hip hop it being politics. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's too political it, at this point. Yeah, I think I think it's more politics than <laughs> than the shit that they got going over there in DC. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I don't know if y'all checked it. Did anybody watch the um Drink Champs with Drez? I have not. No, no. I was just telling him I watched. I was watching. Uh, the Havoc and Styles P episode. I'm going to tell you, um, Drez is actually pretty profound. So here's a little story about him. He's he's one of those dudes that, all right, you know, back in the day, um, in the in the industry, we all know that there's these certain rappers that people just know. Like, mm-hmm. they're just cool with everybody, but there's a reason why they're cool. But they're also honest and they're respected. When I grew up, like, I knew some of them because I was not in the inner circle, but I was around enough Drez is one of those people that people didn't fuck with. Like his logic was was sound, but his logic was only based on his deduction. And anything would turn him off in a minute. He probably got a couple of bodies on him. I'm not going to point that out, but that's who Drez is. He's respected. So two things that popped up. He talked about, you know, what people's perspective on hip hop and the downfall of it. Um, the moment it got to Yo MTV Raps, it got mainstream. But then when it got to North Dakota, it was taken from us. That's mm. one. And two. He has a major story about Pac. That was crazy. 
I'm not going to tell you it, but coming from him, you got to respect it. And okay. there's a lot behind it. I'll try to find the earmark where it's at so I can reference it because it's about a three hour. He talks a lot. He preaches. Well, well put that put that in the chat, Dan. We need y'all. Yeah, we definitely need you, that in the chat. This one, this Pac story, that's all I'll say. Okay. All right. Let's move on. My bad. Okay. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. All right, let's get into the first topic for the day. We got T.I. Uh, so he had his first set at the Laugh Factory. Uh, videos have come out for it. I know, Marquise, we were talking before that you haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. Baylor was about to go in, in our pre-record into in, in talking about it. So I'm going to go to you first on this, Baylor. What did you think of T.I.'s first stand-up set? You know, from the small portion that I seen, he was extremely comfortable. My, my, my question was... Uh, you know, I don't. I to, to me, I thought it didn't matter who the status was. Uh, that they don't normally allow you to take uh, pictures or video inside mm-hmm. of a comedy special. For sure. So, so that was something different. But uh, he seems comfortable now. Will he continue this on as a career? You know what? Why not? Why not? Now, will we take him seriously? Uh, he got to make some cats laugh. You know what I mean? But but look, I. I'm not going to say he can't do it because someone will come along where we be like, you know, he started out as, or he did this first to get where, you know what I mean? So, uh, but I know it's hard to believe that a, a one-time uh, uh, trap star turned into a philosopher, <laughs> turned into a TV star, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, turned into a comedian, but I mean, he could be a man of many, many talents. You know, he, he seemed very comfortable up there. Can I, I'll say this. Comedy is funny because it's real. Mm. It's just how it's delivered. And the shit he's been point. through, I imagine his stories. The key, word is, the key word is delivery. And his delivery was solid. And he wasn't afraid to talk about himself. You know, the first thing that he popped off with was, I know y'all expecting me to say a big word. <laughs> That's a nice icebreaker. Yeah, yeah, That's dope. yeah. Marquis, I really would love, if, even if it's you know not on the recording, for you to see this and tell us what you think about it because it it was surprisingly competent. And like I was telling you guys beforehand, I had no expect no expectations for it at all. I literally thought he was going to be terrible. That's what I was expecting, and I was pleasantly surprised, pleasantly <laughs> surprised that it was that of how good it was. So I'm gonna watch it. Like I said, I didn't know that it was actually available. The one thing about Ti that that I respect is T.I. is genuinely him. Like there's no, there's no if fans or buts about it. Like he's him. You know, he's a real nigga, right? Mm-hmm. Two, when you saw him in, um, what, what, what was the movie? Atlanta. He, he can act cause he is him. You know what I mean? So yeah. it all comes down to his delivery. He's, he's one of those dudes that he's funny until he's not, you know what Good I mean? Point. So I, 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 and I don't, I, there's nothing that I don't think T.I. can do. That's um, not within his, his realm. You know what I mean? So as far as I know, he's an intelligent dude. I mean, the stuff that he, he talks about when I'm, you know, when it comes to black history or he's, 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 he's knowledgeable. Like he knows his shit. So, I mean, he's not a childish Gambino, you know, Donald Glover, but he does have, if he puts his mind to something, I can't see him delivering it, you know, on, on the piece again. So I'm not surprised that it's dope. Again, it all comes down to the delivery. So the question is who coached him on the delivery? Mm, good point. American good point. gangster. He stepped out of his character. I thought he was pretty good in American Gangster. Yeah, that, that, that was the first time where I was like, "That's that's not Ti right there. That's a country boy. Um, that's that's a young country boy right and, there." And um, what uh, there was another movie he was in last year, a year before. Was it with Anthony Mackie? 
he was a couple of things. He was also in um uh, the 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 Ant Ant Man. Yeah, but that that's yeah. know, that's, that's not serious. Yeah. I know. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. mean, but yeah, hats off to Ti for for stand up and just some versatility. You know, you love to see Black Kings be versatile and not painted in a box. And there you go. Um, let's get into the next one, which is a little bit wild uh, news. So Kanye has appointed Antonio Brown president of Donda Sports. Marquee. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me you know what at his argument and um i think it's interesting that it's funny because i think um his birthday is in july right is that it makes him a gemini we tell him gets to that um <laughs> i think kanye's capitalizing on uh, what do we want to call them broken birds mm, okay you get what i'm saying yeah. like he wants to be the broken bird savior mm-hmm. when he did with the baby marilyn manson now that with antonio brown like yeah i think that's he he has a method to his madness but i think he doesn't want to be the only broken person so he's surrounding himself with broken people and being a kingmaker mm. okay all right what about you uh baylor what are you making of this uh, it's a headline grabber to me. <laughs> I believe, but I I do believe exactly what uh, Marquis said. But all this points back to just straight ego. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To prove that yo, y'all called this man this, that, and the third. Y'all did the same thing to me, but now I'm putting this man in in a in a position of power to show y'all that he's not who y'all think he is. So it's gonna be one of those things where we're gonna let it see play out. But it, to me, it just ha- it has ego all, written all over it. I got two more things. Go ahead. Then why did he do someone Colin Kaepernick? One and two, he's following in Jay Z's footsteps because Jay Z has his own sports agency. Yeah, I mean, he didn't do it with Colin Kaepernick because he doesn't want he wants it still to be like he doesn't want to be attached to that movement. Kanye does not want to be attached to that movement. So now who's to say Kaepernick wants to be attached to his movement? That's that is very true. That is that true. is very true. Yeah. But your thoughts on what? On Antonio Brown and Kanye. I mean, I, at this point, I take everything uh, Kanye does as a stunt until like the proof is in the pudding. What is is anything going to actually come of Donda Sports? Is this going to be something that uh, years from now we're like, oh yeah, that was a nice little press release that didn't shit amount from it. Um, and the thing is with Kanye, like mm. I, I feel like the thing with Kanye is is that he gets bored with what he does and he starts new ventures and he ends up always just going back to the same shit. So I don't I don't know if I trust this to actually turn into something. I guess is where I stand with it right now. I will say this. If he creates enough noise and gets enough attention and become respected and enough people surround themselves and to start gravitating towards him mm-hmm. in the league, I can see him making some noise. I can see people like, you know what, he's too loud. Let's try to control this nigga and give him what he wants. We have how many black football coaches in the, in the league right now? Now we have two, right? Mm-hmm. Lovey Smith. Okay. Um He's going to be a focal point to try to make it an issue um, and try to give other people opportunities to try to have that be that voice because it grabs attention. So if he if he does it right, I can see him making noise. I think he's doing it for the wrong reasons because it all it's all focused on him and his attention. But if it's done right, he can make noise. That's what I'm afraid of, is that if he does too many things right, I just think about history. Mm. I got I got a question. So me and Mary had an argument today. Um. Who made who brought whose value up more? Because we know that Kanye is now worth more than Jay. Was it Bay for Jay or K- Kim for Kanye? No, I think I think Kanye would have got there regardless. Um, okay, yeah, I, agree. I, I, I think Kanye would have got there regardless. I agree with that. She didn't. Yeah. I actually, I actually say neither. I mean, Jay probably would have got there regardless too. But I think that Jay being attached to to Beyonce 
brought a new level of awareness to him that Kanye had anyway, just because of his personality. So that's the difference there. And Virgil, Virgil helped Kanye a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, let's move on to the next one. Pusha T says that he's going to be stepping away from cocaine references and that he's growing up at 45, I believe, years old. He's saying he's growing up now. Um, What do you think? And this and, you know, in in the actual quote, I'm talking about that he wants to um, get a little bit more conscious with his with his with his content on this next album. We'll talk about his new single that's actually surprisingly produced by Kanye West. But what do you think about? Pusha T's content growing up some. Marquis, go to you first. His first song is called Diet Coke, dude. It's about Coke. But the content in it, though. That's a step forward. But the content in it. The content of the song is not... I get what you're saying. It's still a metaphor. Like, no matter what, you're still rapping about it and using different analogies and metaphors referencing Coke. I get it. You're saying you're not selling Coke how much snow you sell. But you're still referencing Coke and tying it in, so I'm not mad at him. I'll he's never said, be mad at him. I just said, go back to what you know. He said he says he's trying to get away from what he's been rapping about all his life. Yet and still, he did have Fat Joe all over that record. But it's going to be one of those things. I, I'm telling you, man. Nas slapped everybody in the face with his last two albums. What he he sent the message three. Let's not forget yeah. Magic. Two and a half. Okay, that wasn't a smack in the face. Fair. That was like a challenge you to a dude. That that was that was the jab that sets up the uppercut. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, nah, he, he showed you got to step it up, not just with your bars, but with with the production as well. Can you grab the ear of two different demographics? You know what I'm saying? Two different eras, two different uh, decades or multiple decades, I should say. I agree. And yeah. and. And I think I push, it pushes it is smart. I think he can do it. It's, it's, I still have to hold him to the same weight that I'll hold every other artist that came out around his time or before. And that's, I got to hear it. I got to hear that's it. That's fair. That's fair. You've always said anytime rap, what are you rapping about? And I think yeah. th- this first single, while it is called Diet Coke, and I get Marquis' point there, I will say that it's a different, it's not what I expected from him for a first single. I will say that. Um, the content isn't hugely changed, but it 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 does. I can see the route that he's going on. And what I will say, a Pusha T that focuses more on conscious content could be very very dangerous. Yeah, so he's slick. Hundred percent agree with that. He's slick with it. I hundred percent agree with that. If you let him out the box, you have no idea what will come out, and he has the potential to do it. Because I damn sure didn't think he was going to do what he did to Drake. Mm. Um. I just want to see how he's going to um, orchestrate his his tracks now. Like he's, I don't want to say free, but no, nah, no, nah, I will say it. he's free oh, now. Kanye's so, on it though. I, I get think it. he had control over um his a little bit more control over the last couple of albums. Who push it? Yeah, uh, no, I mean from from what from the what I remember reading, it's been a minute. It's I feel like Kanye chose the 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 track list of those albums. You know what? You're right. I remember Kanye didn't like the album that was going to come out, and that's why they kind of scrapped that project. Yeah. You're right. So, um, but the album before that, the Prelude, I think he yes, he that was that, that was pushing. Yeah, that was pushing. That was dope. Yeah, yeah, that was so, dope. I'm I'm excited yeah. about pushes like this 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 next album not being on good music. Now let's go ahead and talk about the single, which is our next topic. Pusha T released Diet Coke, a visual 
and and the and the actual single. Did you guys get to see the visual for it? Yeah. Uh, so we saw Kanye ass dancing in the video. I feel like Kanye's just screaming for attention, but you know, fuck the visual. Um, what did you guys make of the song? Baylor? I thought it was solid. Yeah. No, it wasn't no, it wasn't nothing. It was it was one of those, all right, I need I need something else. It was a good warm up. It was a good warm up. Okay. I like that. I like that. I don't know if it's if it's technically his first single or if it's just a song he released from it, but you know, if it is just a warm up, this is a pretty good one. Marquis, what do you think? I think um the formula now is to get the appetite wet. I think um, Kendrick did that with um, Be Humble. Mm-hmm. When it first came out, everybody's like, this is your first single. And then when I heard it, I was like, this is going to fit into the album. And then it was like, holy shit, this fits into the album. Yeah. Then you heard DNA and everything else. I think that's what this is. Never release your hottest track, especially when you're already established. Release something that, you know, can grab attention. That'll still like, you know, I got a little interest. And then the bar is already set. So anything above that first single is fire. If he yeah. releases hottest, and you, you know, you heard something else that was mediocre. Then you're like, all right, you, you already dropped your, you dropped your load already. Which so. they used to do back in the day, which was they, they would lead with their best single. You had and to. Then you go, and then I would go. You go check out what what else they have. But if you're already an established artist, mm-hmm. you could put out. Yeah, you could put out that that third tier track, exactly. and then you go find out. Oh, rare is dope. You know what I mean? Now, even I though Nas, yeah, say it, bro, say it, yeah, say it. Hey Hayes, I got Ultra yeah. Black is one of yeah. my favorite songs. Oh, that's not shocking why. at all. That's like Ultra Black. This is what I will say. Ultra Black is one of my favorite feel good rap songs of all time already. That shit feel good, don't it? Like it feels God. amazing. And, and it's Black History right. Month. It's Black History. Matter right. of fact, I'm mm-hmm. saying it right now. Every podcast episode that we have for the month of February, I'm ending with Ultra Black. I'm yeah. good with that. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultra Black is. I is agree with that. Yeah, yeah you. I, I guess because I listen to every Nas song in existence, even the bonus track and everything like that, right? right? And I remember the one time um, when, when you know, Baylor, you wrote it up. That that was one of your, your favorite. And I was like, really? That is that one of those songs that will stand the test of time? And then I sat back. I'm like, this is so relaxed, Nas so progressive it fits in yet it stands out at the same time i was like i can see that now yep. if you listen to it, some next if, level shit yeah if you listen to it when you down and out oh man that should feel good yeah. uh, six seven let's your doja cat but you know i get it which my uh my king's disease 2 vinyl is just got notification that it got shipped so i can't wait uh can, but, I, can, yeah. I, can i can i say something real quick yeah let's stop and pay homage to king's disease too like I'm sorry. I'm still think that's the best album of the decade. I'm just gonna I, again. I'm I'm gonna say that. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. We're one year into the decade, but I feel where you're coming from. We're two years in the decade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shit. God damn. <laughs> damn. We still got some years. To, we still got some years to go. Yeah. But until yeah. I hear an album to take that out, I, I get you. As of as of right now, on and. So my albums of the decade so far, the Victoria Monet that was this that was last year, right? Oh, 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 oh. that was uh, that was during the pandemic. So that that is that. Of course, King's Disease one and two, and then Lil Sims easily. Okay, that was a good. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good yeah, song. Yeah. That's fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Benny the Butcher, J Cole track. I really can't wait to talk to you guys about this one because I have some. I have something to say about this track. I have something to say about this track. <laughs> I just I I don't know what you're gonna say, but I just know I need it, it, a J Cole and Benny the Butcher 
mixtape album something immediately immediately and, scrap and every fucking that. thing that they working on go into the booth right fucking now and go and make the goddamn project that's what the fuck i need i'm so, listen this shit was excellent excellent i love this track go ahead marky go ahead man I, I i got a question no no bailey you first you first have y'all y'all remember that episode on uh, Family Matters when we found out Steve Urkel could play basketball? Yeah, that's how I felt like J Cole <laughs> rapping, <laughs> rapping next to Benny. Like we know we know who J Cole is, uh-huh. but we know what Benny talks about. So yeah. it's like, wait, what are you doing in the trap house? <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing here, buddy? You was just overseas playing basketball. <laughs> in Africa. <laughs> Which he brought up, by the way. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that one. I, I'm with you on that one. I wanna, that, that's, like, that's like sweet and sour sauce right mm. there. Wow. Mm. I think you just named this episode, bro. I think you just named this episode sweet and sour sauce. That was I, amazing. I think you just named this episode. That was amazing. Marquee, man, I love it when you, when you pass it off because when you do that, I know you're about to say some shit that's either going to completely derail what we're going on right now, or it's going to take us to new heights. What do you got for? So, um, <clears throat> when MCs respect other MCs, right? Mm-hmm. They step in the booth and they put their hottest shit. And you can tell when some rappers come in and put their mediocre shit. And then you also know when some rappers get outside of their lane to try to fit into a lane to show the other, other people that I can stand into this lane. I can go into the trap house. Mm-hmm. That's what happened here, and Benny also stepped his shit up. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm rapping next to a legend. I'm me, but I'm gonna step it up a bit. Like I'm gonna do me. But J Cole was like, you know. So I understand. I want the mixtape too. I just, I don't think this would be a Jason Freddie, and I think that's a good thing. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I feel you. Like a okay, like a um, fabulous and uh, Jada Kiss. Yeah, <laughs> where you know it just fits. Actually, no, that, that that's wrong because that. We didn't know that. Would, this is exactly like that. We didn't know that would fit well until we heard the mixtape. And then we heard the album. We were disappointed. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. I think this would be just that without the disappointment if it stays a mixtape. This, listen. You know, they playing chess. You know they how you, you hear something for the first time and you, you expected that it would probably be okay? You, did, you, you weren't quite. Like, this is, this is like walking into a hole-in-the-wall bar and they have the best drinks you've ever had in your life. Or strip club when they have the best steak. Strip club wings are fucking amazing. So anyway, this is like <laughs> this, is, this is like driving home and you catch every green light. Mm. Mm. Baylor, okay, Whoa. he's killing it tonight. Baylor's killing it tonight. Um, all right, I gotta let's, say it was a good day. <laughs> let's move on to the next one. We're getting into our TV section. We got two power TV shows. First of all, Power Book 2 finale. Yeah, I know you mad. <laughs> I fucking hated this finale. Not because nobody really died or anything like that. Just because it, this felt like just a regular episode of Power. Power usually nails their their finales and their premieres. Usually completely set the tone or leave you anxious to be like, I can't wait till we get to the next season. This, ep- this episode just felt like a, a middle of the season episode to me. It did not feel yeah. like a finale at all. Yeah, it felt like they tried to hurry up and get to Tommy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I hate the fact that we lost Zeke like that. That was that. That was the dumbest. That was the dumbest death in the whole uh, season. I don't think the he nigga, did. He got no. They they reported. The, no, it. remember? I think he went his protection. No, bro, he's dead. Fin- fin- the, go ahead, finish up. Finish your the story. De- I'll tell you why. The detective called Mary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah. unless 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 he yeah, he he is he is considered. You see him smart. die. You, you know, know what? He did. I will say this though. Marquis has a point because what could have happened is that he could not, not not to say that he didn't get shot, but he could have got shot, went to the hospital, and been like, "Fuck it, I'm telling everything. I'm telling every fucking thing." Who called? Who called? Mo- who called Monet? I don't know his name, but the this, white, I, I, I the white detective. Right? I, I called. I called him the shady detective. Yeah. yeah, the white detective that he went to and said, "You have something to tell me," and he went there again twice when he saw his girl committed suicide. Wait, but why right. would he risk his job like that? What do you mean? That's not risking his job. He's basically he's telling him, no, he, that's not risking your no, job. No, that's, he's that's, get, probably going to get a promotion because of that. Because they're going to, he's going to testify against all of them. Yeah. I might have to tell him what I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just blew my fucking I, mind, didn't I? I hope you're right, though, because. I know I'm right. He shot this nigga from. Way far with a handgun. With a hand. <laughs> with a handgun. Not a rifle. Lorenzo needs to go. He's an idiot, bro. Like, the, like. I don't, I've never seen a show make somebody seem like such a badass and a boss when they're behind bars and they get out and seem incompetent. Yeah. Dated. Like, yeah. what the fuck is going like? He's still selling mixtapes out of the back of his trunk. Exactly. Like, like let, let's, let's, let's run it down, right? First, you, you, your woman takes you to fucking Coney Island like you're a 16 year old kid. He was happy. You then, you then, you're driving around, you're the boss. You're driving around, dropping off drugs to your corner, corner boys, exposing yourself. Dumb. Put that dumb ass chain on, too. Exactly. Your son is supposed to be your link to the connect. He bitched you around for a couple of episodes. He's a cuck. Let's get that on top of everything else. Like, the motherfucker is just dumb, bro. He's, he's an but, idiot. You shot your fucking nephew, right? Like, well, the, t- apparently your stepson. And you didn't, like, come on, man. Like, Mecca's not tall, bro. Can we talk about how nobody can trust Mary though? Oh no, no, she's she's out. Like her kids can't, her, her dude can't. No, no, Tariq definitely can't. Mary is out for herself. She just wants to get out the game. At this point, she. I wouldn't be surprised if she goes into witness protection with Zeke if he is in witness protection. This is the one thing about this season that just drives me crazy. Nobody trusts anybody. <laughs> Except like Effie. every, <laughs> Effie. Trust Effie. yeah, Effie. but they shouldn't. She's the one they shouldn't trust. Oh, uh, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. Now Lauren was reported dead, car accident. Okay, car accident. Lauren's dead. Lauren's dead. She's dead. And the only reason why I say that she's dead is because of the emotional reaction that they showed the ki- the the other like that. The the lawyer, the female lawyer, would not have acted that way if it wasn't true. I believe that I, it's weird that they didn't show it though. But I I do believe she's dead. Maybe they left it with I, the I door open in case. Of something, but yeah, you don't hey, want to see Lauren get killed. Hey, That's they why. brought they brought they brought that detective back that I I love to hate. Who I don't know her name. I, oh, I, at I, the I, end, uh, the the <laughs> one with the weird voice. It always oh, sounds yeah, like yeah. she's talking on her tongue. Um, from but, what I've heard, yeah. she's forcing her New York accent. Is that what it is? That see, that sounds like yeah. a forced New York accent. I think I think I think Mary said that like she's forcing her her accent to okay. be like that. Well, that makes sense. I can't I can't stand her. She is a fucking pest, bro. Yeah, she's annoying as shit. Um, it's it. Listen, this next season is gonna get interesting. This just it wasn't a good finale to me, but I'm still definitely excited for whatever they do next. That's for damn sure. It just as a finale just kind of fell flat for me. But one thing that didn't well, is there any other question? Any other comments on the finale before we move on? Let's get the white. Let's get the white chocolate. Let's get the white chocolate. Go ahead, Marquis. Uh, his boy stepped up. 
Oh, Bra- oh yeah. Braden is the Braden is the white boy MVP, MVP of the of the Wait, fucking year MVP. in Black History Month, no less. Watch this though. Watch this though, Marquise. Is this the first time that white privilege helped out Black History? <laughs> <laughs> is that that true? I mean, fifty voted for Trump, so he he admitted everything. On, he put everything on himself, and and this nigga and didn't get charged. To, and didn't get charged. Didn't get charged. No, he about to go to I was dealing camp. drugs. I own that shit. I'm the biggest drug dealer on and, campus. And he and he told him to operate. And he ain't gonna out. be expelled from school either because his daddy like like that's crazy. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm tell y'all what though. Oh, I can't wait till we get to I can't wait till we get to Tommy. But I go ahead because I got a couple things. No, to go ahead. no, but Tate's. I need Tate spinoff. They have done a good job of making me excited told for Tate spinoff. Told you they've done a very good job. And so told what you. I think's going to happen is that. We're going to see, so it's going to be Power, then Tom, well, Book 2, Tommy, we're going to get back to Raising Canaan, then we're going to go into Tate shit, and then we're going to get Power Book 2 again. Okay, let's, let's, let's get into Tommy's because I got, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, you go, you go, you got it. So, um, they're going full circle to make sure that Tariq ends up like Ghost. Yeah. That's number one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm telling you, Zeke is not dead. Three, I hate the way this dude died. Mecca? Like that. Mecca oh. died like that. He killed his sushi maker. He's a cold-hearted, you know, killing a boss man, whatever. He was pussy and with. I know, but that's it. Listen, Mary J. I must, Ma- showdown. Mary J's coochie must be like, well, the, the, not, the, not the character, not Monet's coochie must literally, literally have like little midgets inside of it that all dance on your dick while you, because literally, this motherfucker, like <laughs> twenty five years later, you're still pussy whip. I, I don't know. I don't know how because she has a attitude every day, bro. <laughs> She's one of those chicks. Is she mad at me? Exactly. I'm gonna give my last point. If this is done right, <clears throat> the way everybody betrayed Tariq, Tariq might be the one of the coldest motherfuckers alive in the next episode, next season, because everybody did him dirty except Braden. And, and, well, and he, from his Tommy. point of view, Effie as well. I do think what might push him, o- what might push him over the edge is when he finds out that Effie killed Lindsay. At that point, he's ghost. He's ghost at that point. So, yep. Um, because what Diana did to him, and he yeah. figured it out, and he's like, you know what, y'all fucking did it. Fuck it, whatever. It is what it is. Now let's move on. He's Speaking becoming. Of, he's letting shit go. Go ahead. I do want to mention great, powerful scene with Yasmin being dropped off to Tasha and Tariq yes. being in the car and Tasha looking Not, and noticing like without necessarily seeing him knowing that Tar- Tariq was in that car that was that a was great a scene a powerful scene in the whole yeah. episode yeah I love that I scene. agree with you that was the best scene that's the heartstring one yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. so who, who um, called the deaths who called the bodies we we called um, somebody called yeah, I think M called Zeke probably. I think I said Zeke too right I know. I know. I said I'm Lorenzo. I said Lorenzo, but I think I said Zeke too. No, I, I said know, Drew. I, I said Drew. I, yeah, so. one of my one of my. I, I said, said Drew too. Yeah, I said Drew, and I forgot who else. No, Wait, I think Bobby I Brown. think, we, I, I think you said Lauren. Did we say Lauren? I know I didn't say Lauren. I think we got, we'll, we'll we'll just have to go back. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to run the tapes. I know y'all call Kane. I know a bunch of y'all call Kane. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I know Kane ain't dying. <laughs> Kane, Kane, I listen, Kane was what I die. will say, Kane low key becoming one of my favorite characters. Now, yeah. and not to say, not to say that I wouldn't, I wouldn't still like to see him catch a bullet, but only because 
he's one of the realest, like, he literally looks at Monet and shit like, damn, like, you cold fucking blooded. Like, everything he looks at all these motherfuckers, like, even Diana, when she does some shit, he's like, damn, you, you doing, like, he reacts in a realistic way where it's like, Drew is just like, oh, okay. I hate him. I hate Drew. To Hayes' point, Kane does look at uh, Mary as like 50 50, like mom, boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and sometimes if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for the mother part, Kane would have killed Monet a long time oh, ago. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Easy. So I call it. I'm telling you right now, Zeke ain't dead. That's my prediction. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's get into power for listen here. First of all, the fact that Tommy got a fucking black brother, I that whole scene was driving me crazy. I will say this. I felt like this episode was pace weird, right? It it but I think that was that was I think it was intentional to make you feel out of place like Tommy was out of place. Um but other than that, wow. Yeah, you very good. Yeah, yeah. And, good. And, and I really do like it cuz I watched it three times and every time I'm like, this is just really, it's weird. It's paced really weird. And then I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe that's just to put us in the mindset of the character of Tommy because you see him. And for the first time, Tommy, Tommy's always walked around New York like he runs the motherfucker because he was crazy as shit. And we're seeing Tommy really having to allocate himself for the first time in a new environment. And I think that's what we were supposed to be feeling, what he was feeling during that. But go ahead. Uh, who wants to take this one away first on their thought? Could be. Because I, I, I got questions. Okay. So look, this is what I want to say. I want to say after this season, he's going to L.A. Because mm. of those two phone calls from L.A. And we don't know who he's talking to either. Like We, we don't know who he's talking to. my but, questions. But he said, I had to make a pit stop. I mean, he didn't say it like that, but he said, I made a stop real quick. And he was supposed to be there yesterday. So I think the cliffhanger is going to be something major and time is going to get his ass to L.A. And the important thing that, that, that's, that needs to be pointed out about that, too, is that that could very well be possible because we got to keep in mind, at least from what we know. So this whole episode happened before he appeared in Power Book 2 in the first season. So this whole first season should be could be Chicago and then it could transition to after he came back to New York to help Tariq and then he can be going to California. So we don't know the timeline is what you're saying. No, well, this, this, I, we don't know if it's going to be this way the whole season, but this episode happened directly after the finale of Power Book One. So this is before he yeah. came back to help Tariq with Monet and everything. Okay. But he told his boss, fuck you. I don't want a boss. I'm staying here. I got, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm going to be my own boss. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> How many people let people walk in in the middle of a drug deal? <laughs> Go that, home, Simba. Just What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, what? he is the only nigga that just he he really does stuff by himself. He doesn't give a fuck. Like literally, he does not care at all. Like, and the fact that it seems like he doesn't care if he lives or die in many ways, it like Tommy's such an unpredictable character, and that's what makes this whole show is to see people because re- you know, keep in mind, in power, everybody was used to him being unpredictable. Ghost managed knew how to manage Tommy's wild side. These are characters that have no idea who the fuck Tommy is. And to see them deal with this unpredictable motherfucker is hilarious. Is it me or am I the only one who looks at him like he's an albino nigga? He is. I mean, like he looks like albino nigga, right? In in the racial draft, he is absolutely a nigga. Yeah, me me and my cousin got this thing that we call um, some some of the white athletes and white actors. we, We say they with us. So they just he, can't say the nigga. That's all. But yeah, no, nah, they can't. They they can't do that now. What I what I want to fight him over the word. We'll probably jump him. 
Um, <laughs> jump him. But he had to eat out of the barbecue. But um, I like I, I like I like it so far. Yo, Tommy got good taste. <laughs> hey, she bad. She bad. Hey. Tommy got good taste, man. Listen yeah. here. When they walked into that bar, like you know, how, like some people are just so beautiful that when you see him, you just like, goddamn. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm surprised that um the Irish mob runs Chicago. Yeah, it's always been that way. Really? Yeah, yeah. Not stay out of that. Yeah. The Italians mm. run New York. The Irish run Chicago. It was Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, and Chicago's in the stupidest fuck is your bag. Yeah. And then it was the, it was the Irish versus the blacks for a long time. Okay. Yeah. yeah basically, basically, when he said, "Don't overstay your welcome too long," like he's not gonna tell you that twice. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm staying, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy different. Tommy different. You need before I need you. I love this. See, this show, is man. this is what a privilege gets him because if he was black, it'd be like nigga pop pop. That's it. right there, right there, and dump him in the so, water. And I and the, I like the, the, I, the, I like the characters that we've gotten introduced so far. The character I can't remember his name that got out of jail. Yeah, I like I like that I like that they show in the preview to next to the next episode they showed him and Tommy meeting and interacting. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see what that relationship is like. But yeah, I, the, the, as far as like a. A premiere. I really I like the characters. Love Tommy. We already know we like Tommy, and I like where I can see the storyline going so far. So it's a win for me. I don't I don't want to wait to the end of the year for this, but I think we do need to have a list, and I'm not sure how far down that list has to go. But we got to start shouting out some of these uh, black content creators, and, and and what I mean by that is the two people that's on the top of my list as of right now, and that's Fifty and that's Nas. Well, let's keep in mind though. We we have to give Courtney Kemp more credit than Fifty Cent. I get 50, it. I get it. 50, Fifty is the producer, which means that he pays for everything. He gets the contracts. He probably books some of the talent. But the for, as far as the story, she's the executive producer and the right and her writing team that does all this. Fifty is not in there writing episodes. So we, I, I feel you, Baylor. But we need to make sure we start giving Courtney Kemp her flowers as well. That's true. That means we got to go deeper. In other words, we got to go deeper into the roster for sure. I'm just, I I just want to give the flowers to. Some of the cats that we grew up listening to that's still giving us, you know, are a part of great content. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But definitely to the people that's actually putting pen to the paper and pointing and making sure everything is pieced together. Yeah, we definitely gotta go write down their names too. For sure. For sure. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So for me, remember, I didn't follow all of power, Mm -hmm. the first power. I did learn to respect Tommy because I did watch later to, to connect to all the rest of this. Um, this is a very interesting show. It's almost comedic because it's like unreal how this motherfucker is walking the shit and just do whatever the fuck he wants and fuck any black chick he wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a good first episode to go into what's about to happen. I don't know how the transition um, from the last, from um, Ghost or to to this book two to this works and again where the timeline is but i'm in, I'm, I'm interested to, to see where this goes i think they have an opportunity to do a lot more with tommy because i know a lot of a lot more white people we will, will be watching the show because of tommy yeah and if that's the case it opens the door which means more eyes on this show to expand the universe of power for sure so you, you want to know one thing i want to see if they uh keep what's inside his uh, season is him dealing with his with those death. I like to get up to thirty percent of all those bodies shirt. that he had to witness. The ones that was close to him, um, kind of like the know, scene we saw with Tariq. With 
everybody coming back in the classroom that he that but also in the beginning the very beginning of, in the very beginning of his uh scene where he almost crashed thinking about everybody that, yeah that, yeah Baylor thank you thank you thank you for reminding me that um that right there went to show that he's not one of those dudes who just just don't give a fuck he actually does that scene right there showed how how human he, he he's is emotional he just, great, he just doesn't know how to process his emotions exactly but yeah. the way you brought that up like, that was a great representation of exactly who he is and you yeah. know i gotta hide behind this not hide behind this i gotta be this person to survive but i am human yeah so he did a really good job of that he screamed he screamed it out and he went right back into character mm. that's bail you on fire today bro Absolutely. All right. Well, that is it for today. Anything else with the power thing before we end? I got. I know we got to announce, but anything else? I need to know what else is on the horizon. I know Tate. Um, I know we're talking about Method Man and Red Man. Something somewhere, Red Man is going to fit into this. No, oh, I, I love it. that story. I love it. I hope so. Yeah. It, it has to. Cause they're not going to bring that up for no reason. What's going to happen? Because I think um, both counselors are going to be on odds because now dude is saying, I got to go back. You know, I'm going to help you build your case and blah, 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 to take mm-hmm. these people down, whatever. Should, we be, should we be getting a raising cane? Yeah. So yeah, the raising that, cane in. yeah. Raising cane. Yeah. Raising And then probably the take spinoff, but that's it. That's all of them at that point, unless they announce something new. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I know that tape one going to be filthy. Yeah. That could be really smart. They could take on a lot of political issues with that. Yep. I'm intrigued. All right. Well, that is it for today, but we do have an announcement before we leave, and that is we're going to be doing the Breaks Radio Playlist Challenge. And so what this is, is we're going to be five playlists, uh, five track playlists from each one of us, and we will be um, competing against one another. The other two will be voting on it. So first matchup is Marquee versus Mary, and the theme is Boom Bat Brat. Why would you do that? Because I know my people. I know my people. But you already know what's going to happen there. You should... You should even do that. You I should know. even do that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um. So okay. Explain a little more. Boom bap rap. Boom bap rap. Put together a play- playlist of boom bap. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's literally it. LL Cool J Radio. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. And then you have to tell us whether the tr- the playlist should be played in order or on shuffle, and then we're gonna mm-hmm. judge it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will. Really quick before we do, you know what? Add that on because I want to say my little black people of rock too because I got a point to make there. But go ahead, Baylor. Go ahead. Were you any questions about that one? No, I think it's something I might want to share offline that that goes with uh, the new challenge. Okay. So so just remember, I want to I want to I want to I want to talk about something because I don't want to bring it, I don't want to bring it up for the listeners to to hear it and we scrap it. Okay. No, we can, we can, dude, you bring up some great ideas. We're going to do that shit. Um, you know, with group participation. My B, my black people are rock too. This is funny as fuck, though. We want to talk about Pamela, Pam and Tommy, <laughs> the show from Hulu, but every, every black person is thinking Pam and Tommy from Martin. That's exactly That is the yeah. best thing yeah. I've heard since, y'all. That is fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh, I got something to add to your segment, too. Go ahead. I'm not, I'm not going to have a segment. I just thought that was amazing, but go ahead. Anybody out there that got an Oculus 2, uh, the Foo Fighters are doing a, 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 a VR concert uh, February 13th. Right before Valentine's Day. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Thank you. All right. Well, that is it. Uh, go ahead and give them your social media. Baylor, what you got for us before we leave? At Baylorism on Twitter. At Baylorism on TikTok. 
I am the uh, dating pool department manager. You can call my hotline at area code 669-500-5342. Please call in with all your complaints. If you have receipts, that might help you. It might not. And remember, the dating pool has shit in it. Get out and get in another one. All right. Well, um, okay. Shit. Um, all right, Marquis. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to swim in that pool. Um, I feel bad for my Lakers. I support my Lakers all 100%. Um, you know what? Check out my son, JR Key. I'm not plugging me. My motherfucker dope. I got to give it to him. I don't even listen to this genre of rap as much, but that motherfucker dope. So, all right. I I got nothing. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. You can follow us collectively at the Burks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the Burks Radio, gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 773 270 2799. Jesus. Oh, shit. I threw a, a mind fart there. Uh, but that's it from us for today. We love you guys. Peace. Yo, dude, for KRS1, I'm coming after you, bro. I'm still trying to find you. You're going to get it, bro. <laughs> we going ultra. We goin' ultra black, I got a toast to that We don't fold the crack We goin' Occasion we rolls to that Fuck on postal We goin' ultra black Watchin' the global change Hop in the coldest range Hit boy on the beat This shit poster slap We goin' ultra black We goin' We goin' Rhythm and blues Pop rock Soul to jazz To my toes attack How I look being told I'm not supposed to brag Nobody fault I tell the truth I know what's facts We ultra black Greystone, skin tone, but multi that Multiple colors, we come in all shades, mocha black Except where I'm at and I fight me on it Emotional stares like I might be wanted Pitch black like the night, I'm mocha black